You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. So thankful that you've joined us for this new series we are beginning today. But before we get into that, I want to say hey to the folks I've got here with me. First, we've got James Ross, lead pastor here at Church on Bayshore. How you doing, man? I am great. 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 Yeah. How come you didn't say I was faithful today? I decided to change things up. <laughs> oh, it's a new season. Oh. It's a new series. So, but you are faithful. Oh, thank now you. it's just implied. Thank you. Now, so now, much. If you ever stop being, I'll be like, here is my unfaithful <laughs> host. But also today, we're so excited to have joining us the very right Reverend Bob Calhoun. Bob. Hey. Yes. And <laughs> Bob is new here uh, to the church on Bay Shore family as our senior adult minister. So did I say that right? Yes. yes, Okay, good. Because I think we've changed that title a few times. It's had different iterations. So uh, I just want to make sure I get it right. So how you doing, man? It is so good to be here. I have been here two solid weeks. And (laughs) you're uh, an old timer already. (laughs) Already settling in and uh, loving it. Awesome. So you also just had your first Easter here yes. as a Niceville resident, which is pretty cool. And since Easter's already passed, I'm celebrating with a Christmas mug now, <laughs> also because it's what was clean in our break room. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, how's the, the settling in going? How's Niceville? Niceville is genuinely nice. <laughs> you know, coming from a large city, Jacksonville, you know, you're used to such a different atmosphere. And when I first came here, people said, we really are nicer in Niceville. And I was, you know, right. Yeah, we'll see about that. And uh, I have found they truly were telling the truth. People are nicer in Niceville. We are loving the feel of the community. We are loving our church already. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to be a part of the greater community, though. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So have you found like any anything you would claim now already as your spots, like restaurants, places to go after two weeks, being an expert? Well, Danny's Fried Chicken oh, yes. has, oh, has a hold There's on me. There's a plug me. right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm sorry. But uh, and also uh, a restaurant right down the street has the best breakfast in Niceville. So we are loving that. So I'm You're afraid both it's... Sponsorships are available for both right. of those restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Boggy Talk. All proceeds go to Feed Hungry Children with the last name Wyatt and Ross. And <laughs> if I mention your business, I get 20%. <laughs> yes, that's right. Of yes. the profit and off. That's right. That's so. it. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, so really quickly, uh, you and Kathy, you've been married for... 32 years. 32 Woo, years. Coming up 33. Yeah, oh, wow. Oh, because that, that is after 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. good. When's your anniversary? It's uh, going to be on May 14th. Oh, wow. Yeah, just a little over yeah. yeah. Well, I always yeah. laugh that was Bastille Day, so sometimes uh, we thought that was very appropriate. So. <laughs> what is funny. Bastille Day? Bastille Day is uh, the date in the French Revolution when... Uh, the mob attacked the Bastille Fortress and tore oh, it down, and okay. that was a symbol of the French king's power. There you go. Oh, so, nice. So there's there's a there's a message there. Yeah, there marriage. can be. There can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, so you and Kathy, let's say who's who's the morning person. My wife is the morning person. 
She is a go-getter. She comes awake at five o'clock and she is constantly, you know, loves to talk and I'm so happy and let me talk to you about all these things. And then she'll just hear dead silence from me and she'll go, you haven't had your coffee yet. And I mm-hmm. went, no, and wait till the second cup, please. But, yeah. <laughs> so so she's the she's more of an extrovert than you. Is that true? She um, eh, ish. You're pretty extroverted. We, you're extroverted. We are both fairly extroverted, but we can be very shy too. Gotcha. So like you can be the extroverted introvert right. kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah. So we don't really know who you are. You'll find out. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of Bob, today we're talking about dealing with difficult people. Difficult people. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah. So today we are beginning uh, a series of Boggy Talks talking about what do we do with difficult people or hard people? Uh, because, well, they exist. Yes, they do. <laughs> if you're breathing, you're surrounded by difficult people. And if you're breathing, you are a difficult person. Right, right. We all are. And so over the next few weeks, we want to talk uh, through how do we, uh, as Christians, as people who are, you know, our eyes are on Jesus, we want to honor him in all we do, including relationships. How do we handle difficult people? So today we're going to start by talking about personalities and how do we deal with people who are just different than us. And the next weeks we'll be talking about how we deal with conflict with people. Uh, and then we'll also be sharing about uh, in the coming weeks about um how we deal with uh, sin issues in people, how mm-hmm. we deal with, um, we said how we deal with conflict, but and also how we deal with just different beliefs when, uh, mm-hmm. even as Christians, mm-hmm. how we have different beliefs and mm-hmm. where, where do we land in all this? So uh, let's talk a little bit today. Well, we're talking today about personality. So let's talk a little bit. Let's just start it off with who are you? What is your, <laughs> <laughs> what is your personality? Let's just, let's have a little fun with this. So James, you start us off. Which test are we going with first? Uh, which test do you want to start with? Uh, See, that's that's, that's reflected okay. my personality. Oh, yeah, right wow, there. wow. Which one do you and want you to know start me. with? I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, the, I'm the lion, you know, in that one where you're some kind of animal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is really bad because, like, it's like you get to be a lion or, like, a, a, a beaver, you know, right. or whatever. Like, like, <laughs> if you had to choose, yeah. which one, and a lion can be awesome or terrifying. Right, so, yeah. But yeah. Where are, you, are you describing <laughs> what it's like working I'm, with me? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys in the animal thing? Do you know? I have no idea about the animal. You're a dog. <laughs> the golden retriever. <laughs> no, no, really. Like, thanks, man. No, they're like, no, they, yeah, that's they right. still take charge, but they're loyal. loyal yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'll, I'm I'll the lion, take, so I'm determining what your personality <laughs> is. I will take dog. I'll take golden retriever at that. I will not take, you know, Shih Tzu or uh, or a little terrier that's just golden <laughs> doodle. Yes, I'm not one of those. <laughs> Bob, I'm the competent camel. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of plotting. I'm in the background, but I get it done in my own yeah, time. Yeah, that is good. I consider you like an owl because you're wise. Oh, goodness. That's why we have you here today. And he walks down the hall of the office going, <laughs> <laughs> That is true, actually. Uh, and Myers-Briggs, that's the letter one, right? Yeah, I'm Ian. Like- well, sometimes when I take the test, I'm ENFJ, and sometimes I'm ENTJ. But I think I'm ENFJ, which means extroverted, intuitive, feelings, which most people wouldn't think I'm mm-hmm. feelings, and then judgmental. Yeah. yeah. You guys I, know what you are in that? I am the ESFP. Okay. Uh, and in the 16 personalities, that profile is the, uh, the uh, what is it? I forgot. The uh, campaigner. Uh, the one who is just uh, out there who can rally yeah. people. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, extroverted, kind of uh, 
can feel things out and a P like a very adaptive, like when things don't go according to plan, I'm like, that's okay, let's make it better. Uh, you know, where the J is a little more like, here's what we're doing, here's the plan, we're sticking yep. to the plan. Yep. Uh, and both of those are good and we're gonna talk about that in a second. You, you know, know you Myers, are on the Myers-Briggs? Well, uh, insane. There but, you go. Uh, actually, I'm kind of like uh, the caregiver. Okay. I like to be an encourager. Mm-hmm. I like to be a shepherd and look after people. I like if there's an issue, I like to help them get it fixed mm-hmm. and uh, just be with that. So, yeah. If, if we don't mention the Enneagram, I was just about somebody to say Enneagram. is there. Somebody's going to be like, "You guys don't even know anything." Uh, I need to send in some links. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> I am. But what do you think I am on the Enneagram? Just guess. Oh, are you a three? Is that the achiever? Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm a three as well. Which oh wow! Is funny because oh, we're different personalities, but in that regard, I'm a. I'm like a. Yeah, I have I, a wing. I have a wing. Yeah, I'm the wing. I don't I'm know what that means. Two. Uh, which is the helper. Oh, no, that's not me. I don't help. <laughs> 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 like more Christ-like I believe it is It is helpful to understand these things. But also, a lot of times I think people, um, we put a little too much stock in these things yes. too. And then we're like, well, I, I'm i this type, so I don't have to be like that. I don't mm-hmm. need to be like We'll talk mm-hmm. about that in just a second. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's talk about different personalities because we tend to see things through our own lens, through our own filters, and the rub comes when we come across someone who is different than us, who sees the world differently than us. How do we interact with people? How do you deal with people uh, who are different? You know, before you say this, I, and we have you here because you have yeah. a lot more experience than us, but I have actually found in 15 years of pastoring that most conflict that happens in the church is actually not spiritual. Right. It's personality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there isn't spiritual conflict, but the bigger problems are usually just personality conflict that people don't know how to be managed. I mean, what what yeah. what would you say to that? I think also in church, people have definite views of their role, for instance, as a staff member, as a regular member, as a committee member. And sometimes you run into power struggles mm-hmm. because people want to be heard mm-hmm. and they want to know that everyone else is hearing them very well. So mm-hmm. sometimes and uh, we've all in the church been part of that group where you're running down the hall and you're trying to get into the worship service and someone grabs you and says, I have a problem with you right now. And you're, you're going, okay, how do I handle that? So <laughs> how do you, how handle, do you that? handle that? Cause I'd love to know. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm like, get off me. I gotta go preach. Uh, uh, one thing I try to do is I said, not really. I am sorry. We have to, I'm about to go into the worship service. Can we set a different time so we can sit down together and talk about this and give you adequate time? That is a mm. great response. Mm, that is a great response. You're so wise. So, so <laughs> personalities like mine, and I would even say Justin's. We're going to be heard. We're going to make sure yeah. we get heard. How how do we in a in a in a church? Because a church is a great oper- example of this. Because we value everyone, mm-hmm. or should value everyone. How do we make sure we hear those people who don't have those personalities that are going to assert themselves to be heard? Like how do what do we do? I think we have to practice something that is becoming a lost art. It's just the art of listening. We have to concentrate on a person and get them to open up and listen to what their thoughts and feelings are and hear them. And once we hear them, then we have won the right to be heard by them too. So as a person who likes to talk a lot and has, it can be impatient based on my personality type, what would you say to me? Like are some things to help me make sure those people are heard and I do listen to those people? I would say it's a personal discipline, but uh, first of all, when you're going to meet with someone, pray about it. 
say, what do I want to accomplish from this? But then it's working on yourself to say, we're so tempted to say, I'm just going to talk at you and overwhelm you. And uh, instead, listen, work on listening to them. Sometimes I'll say to myself, I'm talking too much and I'm not hearing the people in this committee meeting or you know, in okay, you'll actually say that, to. yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll I'll say it to myself. Oh, okay. And to, no, to myself, but uh, occasionally I try to transition it. I have talked, probably I have talked a lot. What do you have to say to me? I would like to hear what you have to say mm. to me, and grant them time, mm. and don't and focus on them. You know, make eye contact. Don't be looking at your watch or your cell phone or something like that, but mm-hmm. let them know that they the, yeah, are the most you. important person with you right now. Just kidding. <laughs> James just looked at his watch intentionally for those of you who are listening. <laughs> yeah. So as you're, as you're making space for people to be heard, um, also just in a, in a group, whether it's a group of friends or a family, what do you do with the people who it's not necessarily a character issue. It's just something about them that rubs you, your personality, the wrong way. How do you respond? I think, first of all, realize that. Think about them. <laughs> yes. Why do they rub me the wrong yeah, way? Yeah, that's, that's good because I think people don't ask that. You know, why? what, what is our problem? Mm. You know, our, our, and realize they might be uh, more like, uh, you know, the, uh, the director they are used to being in control. Mm-hmm. So coming to them, how do they receive communication? For instance, I'm a chatterer. I will just chatter at you all day and waste your time. And when I'm working with someone like my lion, uh, he doesn't want to hear all of my chatter. He wants to hear me giving him the facts and figures that he needs to do his job. So I will try to keep it short and to the point to help him out. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a good point because I think being aware of your own personality and the people you're in community with helps you not be offended because you could, without maturity, say, well, James just doesn't care about me because he doesn't care about- That came from a real deep place, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, lots of practice. Don't say, but you really could, but but he does. It's just, he's gonna express it differently than how you would receive it. And it's the same way in marriage, it's the same way Mm -hmm. in friendships, it's Mm -hmm. the same way in family dynamics is that we have these ways that we communicate and we have to first recognize our way of communicating and receiving it, we default to thinking everyone else should be the same. I know. Right. And so we judge them by our standards and then we get offended because they haven't done something or met an expectation that we have. And that's our own deficiency, not theirs. Right. Agree? Disagree? Agreed. You can disagree. It's okay. No, and no, I completely agree. And the thing is, if there are issues going on, don't be afraid to sit down with the person and be encouraging but to say, I'm trying to receive this from you, but I'm kind of coming across this. Can you help me out? And let's talk some more. Help yeah. me help you. Is <laughs> yes. What say. Help yes. me so, help you. So on this, and I don't mean to hijack this to you guys just no. to give me therapy the whole time, but like <laughs> one of the things. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> the one of the things I really struggle with is I always always tell people when they come on our staff or whatever, like I'm aggressive, aggressive. So like they're, you're going to know how I feel. Like it's going to be very clear, but there are people who like legitimately, they won't say what they think. They won't say what they feel. And like, even in church, like you find out two years later, like they were upset about something you did two years ago or said two years ago. And you're like, gosh, just tell me, you know, like I'll work on that. And Christy, my wife, you know, just say what you think and, and I'll deal with it, you know? So like, what do I do? 
Because there are people who that's just that's not who they are. Like they internalize. It's going to take time. Right. But a, I do think there's some unhealthiness to that. But it, and and secondly, you know, for me, like I, I do want to meet them where they are to try and understand and help. And, you know, I think you do a very good job at that because I've already seen your communications. I know that you spend time with people. You don't have a short, if you sense an issue that you're going to say, let's make time to have lunch or do something together. And, and uh, that's something I've admired. But the thing is, we we can work on our own tendencies and open ourselves up. So, so would you say that maybe just those people, you're just going to need more time with those people than perhaps Justin and I, who will very clearly communicate to each other how we feel? Maybe allow them time if you sense there's a problem. Okay. And, you know, and I hate to say it, but as you realize your personality, look at their personality too and yeah. say, how can I best communicate to them? And the, the thing is, I to them, how can I help them? So be passive aggressive? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Passive aggressive just means you always go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just not do it and be mad about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I think too, and I think this is something that you do and that we all need to do is that recognizing your personality uh, and how that affects things interpersonally, but then having people that can tell you, Hey, you were a little too much mm -hmm. there or, or you do this. You you'll sol we solicit, solicit feedback from people. Hey, yes. you were in the room. Tell me, did I, what, when did I, or if I get like this, you need to give me a look because <laughs> right. you know, like, and that that's, that's, humble I and mean, we have to have yeah. humility in all this and i think being aware and then again making yeah. space being it takes time and that's yeah. i think part of it and it, for me it just comes back to being very self-aware of one my own our own natural uh leanings and also how how we can come across to that's people good. Yeah, right that's good. you know it's give people the right to hold you accountable mm -hmm. uh, i hold my wife accountable we've all done that thing and where i start to make a bad joke or something like that and i <laughs> i get this little bam or you know or i get this this hand on my knee that is squeezing the life out of my leg you know and i know i need to be quiet right now and so but uh, there are people in the church uh, I've already given a, you know some folks in the senior adult ministry the right to say, talk to me honestly mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. you think, mm -hmm. give me feedback, but then I have to put on my big boy pants and be prepared to get the feedback mm -hmm. and to process mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. to realize they're here to help me, and I'm not going to sulk about it just because mm -hmm. they might not agree with me. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. good. So let's talk about how different personalities can help each other. Because mm. I think, you know, we we talk at this, the Bible teaches the, the body of Christ that everyone has a role. And I think different personalities are a picture of that, not just, you know, the gifts of the spirit and ways that people can serve and how there's different roles, but really even different personalities, uh, the way God's created us. Uh, you know, some people would say they have multiple personalities, <laughs> but, uh, but how our different differing personalities really uh, help strengthen us, that they strengthen relationships. Let's talk about how do you, uh, how can we strengthen each other with different personalities? You know, I, I, I go to the Bible, it says we are members, all members of the body. Mm -hmm. The hand needs the eye, needs the foot. And uh, James is the head. And I look at myself as somewhere, one of the hands, something like that, just to work with him. He's the leader, but I'm here to help do what he sees is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think, you know, it's it's like a team. Like if I'm leading worship, like if we have a Sunday where it just comes together, well, a lot of times people will say, well, 
don't say it to me. Like, mm. it's this. And I'm like, it is a team effort. I mean, it is everybody up there leading well. And that's it's that's exactly right. It's, and that's, that's talking about serving. And I think when we talk about personalities, it's that, you know, we we need each other to, to sound Jerry Maguire, to complete each other, you know, but to complement each other. And I think back to a-, a You had me at hello, Jerry. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, man. <laughs> you had me at hey and welcome to Bobby Talk. <laughs> That's right. I think of uh, somebody that I worked with a long time ago. He said, he, he's talking about the story when he and his wife met, how uh, when they met, one of the things that he loved about her was that he was a very just regimented, like uh, type A personality. And he just loved that when he was around her, he just felt carefree because mm. she just, she had this way with people that everyone just loved her. Everyone would go to her and talk to her and share with her. And, and that she just loved when she was with him, he was just so decisive and just had a plan and that's not that wasn't her well then they got married <laughs> and <laughs> the things that attracted them to each other began to be the things that drove them crazy yeah. because you know not he's so he so has a plan became well he's so controlling and he just wants everything to be this way and then it became well she just never wants to make a decision <laughs> and and so those are our our personalities you know those things can drive us crazy about each other, but, you know, and then they come center and realize, hey, this is your gift. This is your wiring. This is your wiring. And that's why we're together in this relationship. And that same principle applies uh, in friendships and family and mm -hmm. life groups, community groups, in as a, in a staff and work environments that we, we don't want everyone to be just like us. No. So mm -hmm. how have you experienced this, good or bad or... Uh, Go ahead. In my marriage, sometimes my wife and I have talked and we have talked about, I wish we were a little more opposite because yes, we have some differences, but we were both brought up in families where children were seen and not heard. The parents were the absolute authority. They didn't ask your opinion. And we both learned to hide our anger, hide our fears. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope my mother-in-law is not listening to this. And <laughs> She's to, probably not. And yeah. to, uh, but to, she's uh, so proud of you. She probably but is. To, to go on our way, and there was a lot of hidden anger, and yeah. it was buried. Now, when we got married, I thought, this is so great. We look at everything the same way. But then when we uh, were living together, we did not know how to have conflict, Yeah, how to share things. Uh, I remember the first time my wife said, oh, I'm going to put up um, uh, curtains on my windows. And I said, my windows? They're my windows. And she went, they're our windows, dear. And so we had to kind of get used to dealing with each other. But um, our first year of marriage, uh, if we were upset, I would go out and clean the pool. And uh, no, we weren't rich. We just had a, an old pool. And then <laughs> she would go pick up sticks in the front yard and we would never talk. We would just stay out and do something till we calmed down. Mm -hmm. But as the longer we've been married, the more we realize we have to talk. If something is upsetting us, we have to communicate and don't just go off and hide, but we have each given each other a voice. Mm -hmm. And then Kathy started making them fight a lot, so Bob would do more around the house. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how to get the man yeah, to work. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, now, listen, this, and this is for the men. Uh, find out what your uh, wife needs around the house. You know, I was single till I was 35. So I was always used to doing my own housework. I was used to doing my own cooking. So when we married... Um, we blended that in, you know, I still cook for her mm -hmm. on weekdays and stuff like that and finding things to complement each other because we are a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So in, in this, when we talk about, um, 
you know, different working, working, being around different personalities and different people. Um, I think for me too, it's something like trying to assess like who, what are people's strengths Mm -hmm. and, and realizing like, that's what they bring to the table. And I need to lean into their strengths because as a, as an Enneagram three, the achiever, I can be, uh, I can sinfully think I need to be good at everything. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, uh, truth be told, I can't. (laughs) So, uh, I can't be, I can't be good at everything. So I need to assess it, but also, to say, what do I bring to the table? And I think, you know, I'll use our staff team as an example, you know, uh, at, at the pastoral level, you know, uh, and then Steve, our administrator, uh, you know, Michael, uh, who's our uh, pastor of discipleship and families, and James and Steve, they're all very organized, like I'm really decisive. not, I'm really not that <laughs> organized. Across, <laughs> but they're, they have plans, they're methodical. And I just, I, I, I can be that, but I don't, I don't naturally do that. And so I could think, you know, you, we can also think, well, they're just better at that. Well, they may be, uh, I need to lean into that. Michael and, and Steve definitely are. They are absolutely like no they question. just are decisive. I mean, they're both gifted yeah. uh, organizationally, administratively, but I can say there's something I bring to the table too. You know, I can, you know, I'm thinking creatively, I'm thinking about how this is going to land, how this is going to communicate, how this is going to feel to the church body. And, and that's needed. And so I think it's recognizing like, what do other people bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? And God, how do you make all this work? (laughs) You know, and just say like, yeah, and just recognizing that, you know, I I was thinking about this the other day, because I I do feel like we're in a situation where because of God's grace, you know, I'm able to lean into my strengths more, which is for the good of our church, for the good of our body. And, you know, when that's happening in my family, too. Um, However, that doesn't mean that anything is beneath me. Right. And then also doesn't mean that I won't have to do things that are outside of my strength from time to time. You know, in first Corinthians, when Paul talks about how God, the the spirit gives gifts as he, as he desires, I actually believe that he's saying we don't necessarily have this one or two gifts. Granted, we might be strong in one or two of them, but he'll give them to us as we need them. So like if there's a deficiency in a church body, who or a family who's trying to do something like the spirit will empower them right. uh, to do what needs to be done. And so I think that, you know, when we talk about humility and all that, like realizing that, you know, ultimately Jesus is the Lord. And so my personality and my strengths need to still look at him, you know, as Lord. And so if there's something about me, then that I like, or I think is awesome, or I, am that isn't in line with him, then that thing needs to change. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. very good. I think uh, what, something that I've, I've seen happen and I've probably done myself is that we can with our, it, the more we know about our personalities, the more we can use them as excuses mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's, that's the, uh, let's say dangerous side because that sounds uh, like I'm overstating it, but I th- really think that we need to be aware that deadly, <laughs> that's just a deadly mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three deadly things. Yeah, your personality right. will tell you. Yeah, that's, that's like right. uh, <laughs> clickbait article. Yeah. Uh, I think like we can use our personality as a cop out for sin and say things like, well, I'm just that way. That's just my personality. And like you're saying, like nothing's beneath us. Like just because I'm an extrovert uh, doesn't mean that I have the right to, 
be overly boisterous or blunt with people when the Bible commands me also to be gentle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I can't just say, well, I'm just an extrovert. That's how I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I might need to change yeah. because I, you know, that's not acceptable with any other area of sin. And if right. it's related to our personality or you wouldn't tell someone, you know, well, uh, Hey, I'm not a confrontational person, so I'm not going to confront them. That's just not my personality. Well, the Bible commands us as believers to, mm -hmm. you know, admonish one right. each other, to exhort each other and to, and to, you know, challenge sin. And we can't just say, well, that's just not my personality. Um, so Bob, you have a lot of experience in ministry and with people. So I want you to speak to that and also just share like, hey, what are some things that yeah, you got a bunch have, of notes there. What oh, yeah, are notes? I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that thinking, what can I, what can I steal? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what can I read to sound really wise? Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, I want you to share from your experience and, you know, obviously informed by the truth of scripture. Uh, what have you seen about that? And, and, and what are your guiding principles as you're working with people? Well, realize first, conflict is inevitable. In marriage, conflict is inevitable. In real life, conflict is inevitable. In the workplace, conflict is inevitable. But what do we do about that, especially in light of a time that seems to glorify conflict? People watch TV and they want to watch people fight. We want to see people get in a fight on the playing fields. Um, uh, we watch parents that's why social media was out. invented, right? Right, and, <laughs> yes, and social exactly. media has made this much, much worse because now people have anonymity and they want to, they can say whatever they want and no one can find them and beat them up or anything like that. So we're dealing with conflict, but um, I have a couple of strategies and uh, this is, comes from many, many years and people uh, sharing with me sometimes about the best strategies. So uh, a couple of points, at first, first of all, when someone comes up to talk to you, assume they're doing the best they can. Oh, that's um, good. For instance, you know, if someone comes up and they've been really wounded, maybe their age is an issue for them, whatever. Uh, maybe their their experience, say, perhaps in their last church, the church split and they had a terrible time with right. the pastor. Yes, right. They're probably going to be hesitant to, to approach James at here. Somebody tell you to say that? Uh, no, <laughs> no. This is that I have seen all of this in the past, the distant past. So, but first of all, assume they're doing the best they can. Sometimes someone can't um, relate to you quite on the level you think they should, but meet them. It says in Jeremiah seventeen, "I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to exam to examine each person." according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. So again, they're, if they're doing the best they can, take meet them. Uh, second, accept that you have differences. Uh, we all have differences. In Ephesians 4, it says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Mm -hmm. So we have to really practice patience good. in that. And it's hard to be patient. I don't like to be patient. And I don't like people to pray for me to be patient because then I'd be in situations. <laughs> but right. um, except that you do have differences. Again, uh, when people start talking to you, don't just react. Uh, you know, well, I have a problem with, with your message, Brother Bob. Well, I don't like your face. So <laughs> don't be yeah. Uh, I, I want to witness this. Don't, I want to witness you. Don't say, react. I, mean, I don't because that'd be bad. Um, 
I, all I heard there is the next time somebody questions me in a sermon, I just say, well, I don't like your nose. <laughs> I don't like your nose. You know, instead, <laughs> respond and make yeah. assumptions. Don't make quick assumptions. In fact, there's the, the famous, I, I think the thing our counselors would tell us, what I hear you saying is, yes. and sometimes you need to ask for clarification. <laughs> what are you, tr- this is, is this is yeah. what you're trying to tell me? And occasionally uh, we find out that's not what they wanted to communicate yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So again, it says in James 1, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Uh, Again, you know, one thing I've really learned in giving people feedback is um, we've all been in workplaces where the boss comes up and says, you totally blew that project. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, the person (laughs) is... It happened yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) The person is, you know, sinking under the ground. Instead, um, approach them and say, well, that went okay, but let's look at maybe some ways we can make it better next time, yeah. and we'll work on that. Yeah. So, again, you're you're an encourager. A Christian is to be an encourager. And I think that's one thing people see. Right now, many people think of people who call themselves Christians as people who are constantly criticizing, do not like anything, like certain political parties, and all they do is gripe and whine and complain. Instead, they need to experience people who are positive, people who lift them up is people that that say uh, I feel good to be around them and I look forward to them because they are an encourager you know again too but as you talked I'm not saying just be a punching bag when right. someone has issues with you learn to be assertive mm-hmm. and you have to do that but it says this again in Ephesians 4 instead speaking the truth in love I will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So, again, look at that, folks, and be assertive. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive. No, mm-hmm. uh, be assertive. <laughs> and But, you know, you don't have to raise your voice because sometimes if I raise my voice, the other person might start mm-hmm. raising their voice. And it can. we have so many little confrontations that happen. You know, stay calm. Mm-hmm. Stay calm. You know, I remember one time uh, a lady was... Um, uh, getting my wife, and she was saying, uh, how old is your granddaughter? Your granddaughter? And that was our daughter. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, so, and my wife just smiled and said, uh, that's my daughter. And the lady just looked at her and said, really? <laughs> it's not your granddaughter? It's not? <laughs> like, how can it. you have such a... <laughs> Drop it, lady. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just lit- I was just looking at her going, lady, you are living proof that peroxide causes brain damage. Oh, man. <laughs> but, but again, uh, set he, the he person... He didn't say that. Just he did not say it. He thought it. And, you know, he did say, cartoons, I, well, I don't like your face. We have <laughs> I don't like your urge, hair. <laughs> you know, you have a little bubble over your head saying, urge to kill. Yeah. But again, be assertive. <laughs> and also, set limits. This mm. is important. Again, yeah. what's a good time to meet? The worst time to catch a pastor mm-hmm. is right when he's walking in to preach. Don't do that. And I would say that about just about anyone in the mm-hmm. church. Don't mm-hmm. catch them. Right so, and and would, wouldn't you agree just to that, that very difficult people truly like have an issue. They're always going to try and inconvenience you because they want right. that kind yeah. of attention. Absolutely. So you they, need to set limits. Still talk to them, engage, but set right. limits. Okay. Let them know you're willing to talk. But yeah. say, mm-hmm. I cannot talk to you right now. Right. And sometimes you have to say, I am so sorry. I cannot talk to you right now. And let's meet then, And but walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't just con- keep engaging, but say, what's a good time to That's meet? Good. 
in, in 1 John 3.18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. But do set a limit and realize what is the issue and how much time can you give to it. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll just say to a person, let's continue to work on this. Uh, sometimes in my career, I go, I am sorry, but we're just going to have to agree to disagree about this. But mm-hmm. I will always treat you with yep. courtesy. That's good. I'm not going to, you know, a lot of times there's passive aggressive stuff right. in church life, com- company life. People get mad over an issue in the church, and then they quit speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, I found, you know, even if there's someone that I might not particularly care for, I'm going to walk by and say, hey, how are you? It's a great day. Try to uh, find a uh, common ground with them. And I'm, I'm going to give you a quick example, and he won't mind me doing it. Um, I work with our former youth pastor, in uh, Jacksonville, and he is a great guy, and he's been at the church for 15 years. But when he first came to the church, I was not really open to him. He was a different kind of personality. He was the the fifth youth pastor I'd worked with, and I was getting tired of breaking in youth pastors. And um, uh, we just did not get along. And I was a youth parent, Mm -hmm. so he had both my kids, and it was difficult because I was a parent. Mm-hmm. And but you know one day I said to him we were having a kind of a heated discussion and I said you know you and I are really good guys we're going to work this out mm-hmm. and we're going to work on it and uh, we began to do that and God didn't change him he changed me mm-hmm. and that's sometimes I'm not praying that God changes the other person mm-hmm. but change that's me good. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, um, within just a few years he became my my much better and look better looking younger brother <laughs> and i love him to death uh he was one of the hardest to leave when i left jacksonville but again set limits and listen well again Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) So James 1 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So again, folks, realize all of this is not about... The other person is not about me, but is am I glorifying God? That's right. Am I helping that? I'm not trying to be spiritual. I'm saying God has given us ways that guide our lives, and they are very, very practical. So do this. And then uh, finally, just prepare a statement for the person. And my favorite statement is, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even when my wife says something, I'll, if I'm a, I'll jump to conclude, no, we can't do that. Well, and I see the hurt in her face. Instead, I'll say, can we t- let me think about that? Let me pray about that. And then let, can I please get back to you at such and such a time? And do make a time to get back yeah, so good. we're not just ignoring mm-hmm. them and they're wondering. Mm-hmm. But again, assume the best and accept differences because, again, we'll always have to deal with conflict. Yeah, that's great. Well, I would just uh, not really add to that because there's not much to add to that. That was like a master class. Yeah, I know. know. That was worth. (laughs) You're so wise. That was worth. Hopefully, you know, people stayed on past our random rants (laughs) to listen to that. But, you know, for me in personality, I just always try to say, well, one thing for sanctification purposes is I actually lean into my weaknesses. So, like, often I will make the choice, like, if it's 50-50, that's not the ambitious choice because I'm like, God needs to teach me here. So that, but I would say like in relationships, like I try to say, okay, I'm supposed to, according to the word, to consider the interest of others more significant than myself. And so like, I need to try and meet them where they are personality. Mm -hmm. But I do think, and I have this in Justin, and I think I have this 
to a degree and my wife and I have this in some other guys who have a similar personality to me, people who I can just be myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I've said to you before, like, I know I shouldn't necessarily say it that bluntly, you know, in any situation, but I, can I just, you yeah. know, and it's not that I'm like, this is an excuse to be mean. It's just like, I like to just, this is my personality. Can I have a few people who I can just be me around? Yeah. I think especially <laughs> as a role as a pastor, like you, you don't have that freedom all the time, yeah. you know, just to like let your guard down and just yeah. be, because yeah. I mean, because the parts people, of our personality don't need to be on the side. Right. You know, so we do need those people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And again, as in marriage and human society, two most important words in the world. I'm sorry. That's good. And then yeah. follow that up. Will would you forgive me? Yeah. So first of all, you've taken responsibility, but secondly, you put the the ball in their court. That's now good. it's up to them to process what you're saying and be right. be genuinely. You know, kids like to say sorry, yeah. but gen- look them in the eye and say, "I am so sorry. I realized that hurt you. Will you forgive me?" And then kids, go from there. Are your kids from New England or something? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my daughter, my daughter never says that. She just gives me this icy cold stare and, um, and just looks at me and, and she has, she can reduce me to a pile of tears. Oh, I'm going, yeah, I get that. oh my child, my child is mad at me and I don't want to, and, and she is a strong personality. Mm-hmm. So we deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. I think, you know, we're just, Obviously, we're, we're talking about personalities and we're not getting into, you know, there, there are obviously some situations where it goes beyond personality. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, so we're not talking about what do you do with people who um, maybe have um, significant um, mental health issues or emotional issues. Or trauma, so, they're going trauma, through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we, and that's that that could be several more uh, episodes of this. And we're, so we're not <laughs> getting into that. But he, we're talking about how do we just as as people, as as Christians, live in community with people who are different. And mm-hmm. I think, Bob, you you had some great uh, principles. And I think you know one of the things that you alluded to is that we can't change anyone, right? Like we're, but we are fully responsible for how we That's respond right. yes. to everyone. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. every one of your points alludes to that. Is that we can't we can't make anybody change, but mm-hmm. we can be. We are responsible for how we we respond, and that goes back to something we talk about a lot. Is humility. Right. It comes with humility. I think Colossians, Paul writes in Colossians 3, he says, We bear with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as That's the right. Lord's forgiven Ooh. you, so you right. must also forgive. Yes. And I think we uh, hold each other hostage uh, in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's what you said earlier. It's not about a major disagreement about a theological issue or political. It's about personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be we should be the most forgiving people yeah. because we understand how much we've been forgiven. That's of. right. right. Amen. Oh, any other words of wisdom to add, Bob? Um, just remember forgiveness. All of these talents are a journey. You're not going to be an expert overnight, but you just begin to practice the disciplines. The more you practice, it's like exercise, the better you'll feel. Yeah, that is, that's good. We're going to end on that note right there. The more you practice forgiveness, the better you feel.
That's good. Well, thanks for uh, listening and tuning in to Boggy Talk this week. We hope you'll join us next week as we talk a little bit more, take this to the next level beyond personality to actually talk about conflict and how we deal with conflict. So uh, be sure and tune in. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss things. And uh, feel free to leave us a comment. And also uh, give us a rating, uh, as long as it's a good rating on iTunes. That helps uh, people uh, see this a little bit more, get the word out. We're thankful for your support. And since Bob is so wise, he's actually starting his own podcast called Bobby Talk <laughs> and, uh, to rival ours. Hey, we're going to call it What About Bob? There, there we go. go. And <laughs> we are going to totally mess you up just like I am. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Bobby Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.